Hey there, everyone. We have been talking about God's promises, that the promises of God are yes and amen. And every single week of 2021, we have dealt with a different promise from the Word of God. This last week, our promise about sowing and reaping, such a powerful word about ownership being with God, stewardship being with us. And one of those areas that we talked about stewardship is not just finances or possessions or or anything like that, but it's also the mysteries of God. And you know what we're going to do today? We're going to steward the mysteries of God. We're going to open up the Word of God today. We're going to together walk through the Scriptures, and we are going to steward. We are going to steward the mysteries of God, and we're going to share the mysteries of God today. So today, our promise comes from John chapter 8 and verse 36. John chapter 8, verse 36. Now, When we talk about the Gospel of John and specifically chapter 8, there's a lot of things happening in this chapter. There's a lot of things that are going on. We we see an adulteress that's been brought before Jesus and she encounters the light of the world. We we see Jesus uh, before the Pharisees and he's giving his quote-unquote self-witness. We, we see that Jesus is predicting his departure and, and how the people around him are really struggling with that. But then he comes in and he brings this amazing truth. There's no doubt about it. It is truth. And he is just bringing them to this place. And he's giving them a promise from the Father. The Father sending him, Jesus, his son, the Father has given a promise that's going to take place through Jesus. And that's where we find ourselves in John chapter 8, verse 36, okay? So here is the promise today. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. We've heard it said as, who that the Son has set free is free indeed. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. What an amazing promise from the word of God that if the son has made you free then you are free indeed we know that earlier on in verse 32 he said and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free and we know that Jesus is the truth he is the way he is the truth he is the life and so Jesus comes in and he says listen here's one thing I want to tell you if you have been made free if I make you free you are free indeed There's no question you are free. There's not just about being set free, but it's about living free. See, Galatians 5.1 tells us, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made you free. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. If the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. But listen, there is a big difference between being set free and living free. There's a difference in that. We, we think about freedom and we think, oh, okay, well, I'm just free. Well, that's not necessarily the case. Being set free and living free, then living in that freedom is another thing. That's taking the next step. That's growing in your next step in Jesus. Remember the Israelites. We even talked about the Israelites last week. Remember the Israelites, 400 years of Egyptian bondage. And that's all they knew for generation upon generation upon generation was bondage. 
Egyptian bondage. That's all they knew. God sets them free, brings them across the Red Sea, and they are as free as they have ever been. But within a few days, what happens? Hardship comes, and what do they want to do? They want to go back. Like hardship comes. They've been set free, but now when they have to live that freedom, it gets hard, and they immediately want to go back. A a few days of freedom, a few obstacles, and they want to re-enslave themselves. Guys, catch that. Get that in your brain for a second. They want to re-enslave themselves because things got hard. They were set free, but had no idea how to live free. I believe that's a, a huge issue in the church world today, especially in America, of being set free and then living free. It's amazing how quickly we want to go back to bondage rather than take our next step to grow in Christ. Jesus set us free. You know, we don't need a yoke anymore. We need truth. We don't need a yoke of bondage anymore. We need truth. Because we know with the yoke of bondage, bondage always starts with a lie. Come on, put that in the chat right now. It starts with a lie. Bondage always starts with a lie. Sometimes it's something you've done or you've believed on repeat. You just put it on repeat. You believed it. Or you did it, and now it's become a part of your reality. Whether it was an issue that you got entangled with, a relationship you got entangled with, whether it was something that somebody said that wasn't truth that you begin to believe, and you just put it on repeat. And that's how bondage starts. Sometimes it comes from your own flesh, your own doing, your own choices. Sometimes it's oppression, demonic oppression that comes against you. Sometimes it's a lie from your surrounding culture. How many times have we seen that? Like even generationally, a family begins to believe something as truth and it turns out that it wasn't truth at all, but people won't won't go back on it because they have to admit that it's a lie. That's bondage. Listen, we just have to own it, right? We've been talking around here lately about that, you know, if, if leaders would just own things, It might make it a little easier for them in the long run if they would just own it. But we live in a culture where nobody wants to own anything. Listen, bondage starts with a lie. And again, it can be culture, it can be oppression, it can be from your own decision. Sometimes it's something beyond your control that's not your fault at all. But Satan then uses that moment to get a foothold and plant a seed of doubt and he builds a stronghold in your life. Last week we talked about Moses. One crucial epic mistake and the enemy for 40 years uses it to keep him down, to keep him away, to silence his voice, right? So bondage starts with a lie. Second thing is the lie builds a foundation for a stronghold. The lie builds a foundation for a stronghold. I say say it this way a lot, that sin doesn't begin with a thought. The thought, right, the thought comes. And And the way that that thought becomes a sin is when you begin to meditate on that thought. When you begin to meditate on that thought, what begins to happen? You start dreaming about it. You start thinking it. You start now believing that it's truth. And now you're meditating on it. The Bible says that it becomes a vain imagination, right? So it was just a thought. Now it's a vain imagination. Well, what happens with a vain imagination when you put it on repeat? Now it goes from your mind and it gets into your heart. And when it gets into your heart, what does it become? It becomes a stronghold, right? And when it becomes a stronghold, guess what? 
it's going to come out of your life in some way, right? So you get a thought in your mind, whether it's about you or somebody else. A lot of times in this culture, it's about somebody else. You saw something on Twitter, or you saw something on Facebook, or you saw a headline of a newspaper, and now all of a sudden you believe that it's true, you set your affection toward it, you set your focus on it, and now you begin to judge another person based on someone else's opinion of that person. That is sin. That's a stronghold. We begin to judge other people by what somebody else said, but yet they're doing it from a context of their own pain or their own hurt, and they don't look at their own, right, their own issue that added to what happened with that person. You see, you see how this is just a web. It's just a web of lies. Listen, bondage starts with a lie and then that lie builds a foundation for a stronghold. You're not responsible for things done to you by others. You're not. But you are responsible for what you believe about God, what you believe about yourself, what you believe about others, you are responsible for hardening your heart towards God and you are responsible for the hurt that you've caused to others. So many times we're only looking at what's being done to us, but what about what we've done to other people? Like there has to be ownership at some point or the lie then becomes perpetuated and it becomes a stronghold. And when it becomes a stronghold, it comes out of our life in the form of sin, right? So bondage starts with a lie and then the lie builds a foundation for a stronghold. But guess what? Freedom starts with repentance, right? So if we wanna take a step, freedom starts with repentance. Well, how do I repent? Well, we know that that word repent means a turning away, a, a, a change of mindset, a change of heart, a turning away from that which you were going to. Right? We talked about being on repeat. I believe this lie. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. It's true. It's true. It's true. We've set our face toward that lie and we're moving towards that. And it's a stronghold. So how do we repent? We turn away from it. That's no longer our focus. Our focus now is Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the truth. And when he sets me free, I'm what? Free indeed. Okay? So freedom starts with repentance. How do we repent? Revelation chapter 2 uh, verse 5, Jesus speaking to the churches. Here's what he says. Remember, therefore, where you have fallen from. Remember. Repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Jesus told him in verse 4, nevertheless, I have this against you. Here's what I have against you, y'all. You have left your first love. Jesus is saying, you left me. I'm not the first in your life anymore. And he's saying, remember therefore where you've fallen, repent, turn, and do the first works. Remember when you were so passionately in love with Jesus, man, and you were just telling everybody about him, and man, it wasn't an option of you to serve and give and all those different things, but all of a sudden now after uh, a span of time, now it's like, well, I'm not sure if I want to serve, and I don't think I have to give, and you know, and now it's like everything else is in front of Jesus. He's in the back of the line. How do I repent from that? I turn from it and I go back to the origination of it. I go back to the first works, my first love, which is Jesus. Freedom starts with repentance. Remember, remember, turn back, reclaim your first love. That's repentance in a nutshell, y'all. So we have bondage starts with a lie. 
The lie builds a foundation for a stronghold. But now, in order to be free indeed, my freedom starts with repentance. I've got to turn back to Jesus, my first love. I've got to get him in my focus, not the lie, right? And now freedom flourishes under grace. So freedom starts with repentance, but how does it flourish? How does it grow? How does it become, go from free to free indeed? Free indeed. To me, the word indeed, that's lifestyle. Free is being set free. Indeed is living it. Man, that's good. Somebody needs to put that in the chat right now, right? So it's like freedom, right? Where does it start? Being set free. But the free indeed, the indeed is living it every day. That's where freedom grows and flourishes under grace. The Bible says that Jesus came full of grace and truth and he has blessed us out of the fullness of his grace, Freedom is a word that we use in America and we get lost in that and we forget freedom in Christ. You can come to America and you can declare freedom all you want and you may have freedom, but are you living in that freedom? Because that freedom brings a responsibility. Same thing with freedom in Christ. Here's the way we say it here at the healing place. You want to know what free indeed is? Be who God created you to be. Know what God is saying and do what God says. You know what that is? That's a restored identity, a reconciled relationship, and a redeemed purpose. Identity, relationship, purpose. Say it with me. Identity, relationship, purpose. Say it with me. Identity, relationship, purpose purpose. Be who God created you to be, identity. Know what God is saying, that only comes through relationship. Do what God says, that is purpose. That's what being free indeed is all about. Paul wrote to the Galatians, and they were a good people, you know, a good church. They were set free, but they were not living free. And here's what Paul says to them. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. What were the Galatians doing? They were doing the same thing the Israelites were doing. It got hard and they were ready to turn back. They were turning away from truth to a lie. They were turning away from the genuine gospel to another gospel. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who calls you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is no gospel at all. And what is Paul saying? There is but one gospel. And if anyone says there's another one, that's not the gospel. You are so quickly deserting it and turning away. Why? Because they believed a lie and then they began to set their eyes on the lie and focus on the lie and meditate on the lie and it became a vain imagination and then it became a stronghold and Paul comes in and says, hey, before, this, before the fruit of this comes out of your life, listen, I can see some misdirection in your life. Let me get you back on track. Somebody told you wrong. Somebody gave you the wrong information. Because listen, grace not only forgives, but it completely transforms us. It restores identity because ultimately Adam broke our identity. He broke it. But through one man, it got lost. Through another man, Jesus, it was restored. We are now the righteousness of God in Christ. Jesus 
uh, not because of what we do, but because of what he has done. We're not righteous because we do all these amazing things, but because of what he has already done. We are righteous not because we live righteously. We live righteously because we are now righteous in Christ. We are not just sinners saved by grace, but now we are sons and daughters. We are beloved sons and daughters because if I don't know who I am, I don't know who he is, I don't know what I'm created to do. No identity, right? No relationship, no purpose. That's where insecurity comes in and anxiety and doubt and fear. All those things can only live in a person who has forgotten their identity their relationship, and their purpose. If I believe I'm a spiritual orphan, then guess what? I will be afraid of the Father. And you know what I'll spend my life doing? Trying to do a bunch of things to defend and protect myself from being hurt. Folks, that's an exhausting way to live. That is an exhausting way to live. Have you become insecure and isolated and selfish? Are you having a hard time giving grace to other people? Because if we can't give grace, it's because we're not receiving grace. Don't let yourself go back to bondage. Jesus has set you free. You've been set free in Christ. Don't look at what you want to be free from. Look at the one who has set you free. Stop focusing on the bondage and stop giving it authority. It's not about what you do. It's about what Jesus has done. Jesus said you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. That's a promise. And if I'm not free, I'm believing a lie. And if I'm believing a lie, I need truth and grace to expose it. Listen, has stuff gotten into your heart and your mind that doesn't agree with the word of God? Well, guess what? It's a lie. Satan is a squatter. We've said this before. He's a squatter. He wants to deceive you into thinking he owns the rights to your life. And he is empowered, listen, through your agreement. Well, man, I'm not going to come into agreement with the enemy. We do it all the time. He tells us a lie. We agree with it. And we have come into agreement and covenant with the enemy of our soul. A liar, the father of lies, where there's no truth in him. We come into agreement with that. That's why he is a deceiver. That's why he's called a deceiver. That's why all he has is deception. He makes you think that he owns the rights to your life and now he is empowered through your agreement with him. Yes, I'm this. Yes, I'm this. Listen, stop longing for the comfort of bondage and look to Jesus, your first love, the author and the finisher of your faith. Be open today. Listen, be open, be truthful and be brutally honest before the Lord. Own it today. Own it acknowledge it, confess it, remember, go back to your first love, right? And you know what you need to do when you get there? Reclaim your identity, reclaim your relationship, and then reclaim your purpose. Reclaim it. Be free, but be free indeed. Don't just be set free, live free. I want to say this one more time. Be who God created you to be. Know what God is saying and do what God says. A restored identity. Come on, say it in the chat. Moderators, put it in the chat. Restored identity. 
a reconciled relationship and a redeemed purpose. That's not just the vision of the healing place. That's the vision of our lives. That's the vision. You want the template of how to be free and be free indeed? There it is. Identity, relationship, and purpose. And that way you're not just set free, but you're living free. So let's say it again. John 8, 36. Here it is. Let's all say it together. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free. Come on, everybody, scream it at the screen right now. Indeed, right? Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free. What? Indeed. Come on, that's the mysteries of God, y'all. We have stewarded the mysteries of God very well today. What a powerful promise we've been given, not just to be set free, but to live free. That is the free indeed, that I get to live this thing out every single day. Listen, we're about to head back into some worship. Man, we're going we're gonna to ascend uh, as we... Uh, get ready to come off this broadcast. We're gonna ascend in worship. We're gonna lift it up together and we're gonna let that be our worship time and our prayer time. And I wanna encourage you right now. I've been praying in my spirit for you the whole time I've been speaking to you. But if you need to accept Christ or you have accepted Christ, received Christ, you're not just been set free today, but you're free indeed. Maybe you've, you've encountered Christ for the first time. Can you please let our, let our media pastor know um, at mediahub at thpshreveport.com. He wants to pray with you and our team wants to pray with you. They wanna help uh, give you a next step to help you grow. Maybe, maybe you're a believer. Maybe you're a follower of Christ and maybe you've been set free, but you haven't been living free. And today, man, you just, boom, you went to the next level of understanding you need to live in that freedom. Maybe you've remembered your first love and you've gone back to your first love today. Maybe be no do has exploded in your heart today and taken you to another place. Let us know. We wanna pray with you. We wanna help you take your next step to grow in Jesus. Again, mediahub at thpshreveport.com. And again, let's ascend. Come on, get ready to go up, get ready to sing, get ready to uh, worship and celebrate because the Lord, he is worthy of all of it today, guys. We are free, but we are free indeed.